Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Suns Report podcast. We're actually going to put out a podcast that we recorded on December 8th, 2019, and that is the Phoenix Suns What Ifs. Yeah. So we hope you sit back and enjoy this podcast. Again, remember, you can always follow us on Twitter at the Suns Report. You can email us, thesunsreport at gmail.com. Whatever you do, make sure you, you're staying safe and you're enjoying that time you're spending with your family. And if you get a chance, stop by brightsideofthesun.com. And you can donate or nominate local businesses that are being hit pretty hard by this pandemic. So if you get a chance, again, brightsideofthesun.com is a place that you can do that. But without further ado, let's take a trip back to December 8th, 2019, where Matthew and I are talking about my top three Phoenix Suns what-ifs. All right. Hey, hey, thanks again for pressing play. I am your host, John Voida, and I am joined in studio by... Matthew Paul Lissy. Matthew Paul Lissy is joining me as per usual. Thank you so much for pressing play and hanging out with us for a little bit and hearing us ramble on about the Phoenix Suns. I know that we thoroughly enjoy doing this, and I'm hoping that you thoroughly enjoy listening. So, I freaking love it. I know. Isn't it fun? Yeah, I have a great time. It really is a good time. Uh, we get together once a week. We put out some podcasts. We talk Phoenix Suns basketball. Uh, we drink a little red wine. We so watch bad. the Suns games. <laughs> when the mood's right. <laughs> Today, we're actually going to be covering, this is our My Top 3 pod. Uh, we do this once a week, and we talk about My Top 3, and we pick a different subject. And we're going to be doing My Top 3 What Ifs. For the Phoenix Suns. I think I'm going to crack open a beer and we're going to get into my top three what ifs. What do you think? Yeah, let me hear it. All right, let's do this. All right. So when we say my top three what ifs, what does that mean to you, Matthew? What if means um, if something went a different direction, you know what I mean? Like, what if I would have married the right girl? Yes. What if I would have uh, not have been born? Yeah. Would I have been doing this podcast? That's a good what if, right? Well, well, I mean, that's a pretty black and white. The answer would be no. <laughs> you would not be on this planet. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> what but, planet would I be on? All right. <laughs> but, you know, what if? You know, what are the yeah. biggest regrets in Sun's history is almost what this is, you know? Maybe biggest phase, you know, what what if we didn't do this? What if we did do this? You know, how would Suns history be different today? Uh, I think it's a good way to kind of look at it. So, you know, we each picked out our top three. We have not reviewed these lists with each other. No, and I I don't think they're any similar. I think I heard one of yours, but it's not. All right, cool. So so, So this should be be interesting. Yeah. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to all of our listeners who actually commented on Facebook. We got some really good what ifs on Facebook. Let me just share a couple of those with you. 
Corey Crumley said, what if the Suns draft Doncic? Which I actually put in the thing, like, don't talk about that. <laughs> Two, what if Marion's contract demands didn't blow up the trade for Kevin Garnett? Uh, what if Tim Thomas stayed? What if Joe Johnson didn't get his face busted up and his eye damaged? So that's one person. Ron Rinker said, I wasn't alive yet, but we lost Kareem to the Bucks in a coin flip in 1968. That's a good one. Somebody said, you know, Steve Garcia Jr. said, what if we paid Joe Johnson? So it is a lot of regrets. Yes, it's a lot of regrets. Well, when you have not won a championship, there's Steve, a lot of regrets. Steve Garcia also said, what if Robert Ory didn't slam Steve Nash? Joe Valenzuela said, John Paxson missed the shot. So there's, you know, when you go back and, you know, uh, uh, Nathaniel Lamar Williamson, what if Stat never got hurt? Steve Garcia Jr. also said, what if Danny Manny didn't get hurt? Mm-hmm. So you got a lot of these different perspectives on the Suns franchise yeah, and how they could have been different. Uh, mm-hmm. Could have been different. So, well, let's start with your number three, what if? So what is your... What if number three? My number three is a little bit different because I feel like this has only been brought up in recent years uh, where we finally heard that Steve Kerr admitted that they were very close to trading Amari Stoudemire for the Steph Curry pick. Picking so up what, Steph Curry. What if the Suns traded Stat? What if, um, yeah, to get what if Steph? they traded Amari That's for a good Steph one. Curry? No, it's a very good one because I don't know if it would have made the team any better. Maybe in the future, maybe not. Things would have totally went different, but Steve Kerr. And the Suns offered their 14th pick in Amari to the Warriors for a pick that would have landed Steph Curry. Uh, Kurt ended up winning three titles, of course, in the future with the with, Warriors yeah, and, Steph and Steph Curry. Kurt. So it worked out for him, right? Yeah, you know well, yeah. I mean? everything he, worked he out. Really laid, he laid a turd on the Suns and left and won three titles. Uh, <laughs> Steph, Steph Curry was uh, the first of the big three to drafted between him, two years later, Clay Thompson, and then Draymond Green. So that would have not happened. If Steph Curry went to the Suns, maybe the Suns would have been worse because Amari Stoudemire did take the Suns to the Western Conference Finals the, the, mm-hmm. the following year. They did lose, and then after that, nothing. For 10 years, but, nothing. But, but that's interesting because you think, you know, we would have drafted Steph. You would have had Steve Nash there with him. You know, obviously, there's the whole development of Steph's game and the environment in which he did it in Golden State that allowed him to become the Steph Curry that we know. But you also would have had kind of playing into your your what if. What if he learned from Steve Nash? Then Steve Nash went off into the sunset, and for this last decade, we have had somebody who has showcased loyalty to a team, who is a point guard, and has you know is one of the best, if not the best, yeah. shooters of all time. I really think that's an interesting what if. Yeah. Because you're essentially, by saying that, you're saying, what if this whole last decade was different? Yeah, exactly. Because it affected the whole 10 years prior to today. But Steph Curry, he could have been on the Suns. And the thing is, too, we probably wouldn't have been as good. We probably would have had better draft picks in the future. Um, after one year, we would have probably been def- would have been decent with Steph Curry, uh, Steve Nash, Robin Lopez, Jason Richardson, and Grant Hill as our starting five. Hmm. Then the following year... When Clay Thompson was drafted, the Suns probably would have not been that good because Steve Nash probably would have left a little bit uh, a year early. Of course, Amari's on the team, so I think that Steph Curry would have maybe helped the Suns team a little bit, but we would have been like a top ten draft pick well, the following year. It's tough to go and down then, that rabbit hole because draft picks and where they ended up is all based on you know. So you don't know if even Golden State gets Clay Thompson. That's what I'm saying. Cause, know, like, so what I'm saying is the Suns could have been maybe what the Warriors are now because yes. the Suns would have landed better picks in the future. But instead of that, we had Steve Nash, which they remained decent for a couple more years. And maybe if Steph's drafted, have, Steve Kerr sticks around. And what? Maybe if Steph Curry's drafted, Steve Kerr sticks around. 
Yeah, yeah, I know. So that that would have been his thing, but um, obviously didn't, it didn't pull off. Uh, they didn't pull off the, the trade. Yeah. Um, Amari would have probably lasted a little bit longer if he did than Phoenix with the Warriors. Or I'm sorry, he would have not lasted as long, I feel like, with the Warriors. I know both have good training staffs. That's the one thing, too, with Steph Curry when he was drafted by the Warriors. They had a good training staff because he had a little bit of injury. Yeah. Uh, he was kind of injury prone, so it was like if he would have went somewhere else, Maybe he would have like not not have even had the career he had. So if he would have went to the Suns, it would have been the same thing. Our training staff's the best in the league. So he w- he would have definitely lasted with the Suns. So I think it's funny to even think like, hey, Steph Curry we would have had him. Steve Nash would have been gone the next year. I feel like because Steph Curry, you would see the potential. Steve Nash probably would have wanted to move on yeah. to L.A. Maybe a little bit a little bit sooner. Yeah, and then. Um, the Suns would have had better draft picks. We would have maybe had the big three, but who knows? Who knows? So that's that's we'll my ne- first we'll, we'll what if. We'll never know. All right, so my first what if is probably, you know, one that Suns fans know well, and that's, you know, I call it Down Goes Johnson. Down Goes Johnson. And that was Joe Johnson get his face smashed in in uh, game two of the 2005 Western Conference semifinals. You know, if, if you recall, Joe Johnson played 278 games since coming to the Suns as a rookie, he played in every game. You know, he was just yeah. the, the Iron Man two guard that the Suns had. And he was the third leading scorer on the team that season, the 0405 Suns at 17.1 points per game. And he was actually averaging 19 points per game in the playoffs. So he was playing extremely well for the Suns. And then we all recall, you know, the highlight when he went up for a breakaway dunk. Jerry Stackhouse came from behind and fouled him, and then he fell face first in one of the nastiest injuries I've ever seen. You know, you always see the nasty leg injuries, but the way when he went for the dunk, he actually kind of held on to the rim just long enough to where it flipped him, and I mean, he just he fractured his orbital bone. Uh, He didn't he didn't return until Game Three of the Western Conference Finals, but he clearly wasn't the same. And you know, when you talk about what ifs, what if he had stayed healthy? The Suns were such a different team that year than anybody could had ever seen defensively they were just a nightmare for anyone they could have played against again they ran into the spurs and that buzz saw mm-hmm. you know we talked about in our podcast my top three Suns killers you know that was my number one was the three you know duncan ginobili and parker yeah but i just think a healthy joe johnson as a part of that team the Suns could have won the championship. He was that the year. X factor. He and was. Everyone knew that, and he was he was the it guy. And yeah. we didn't Came out have nowhere. we didn't have it. So that's my number three. So your number three is what if we had traded Amari for the draft pick that left it le- and drafted Steph Curry, and mm-hmm. mine is down goes Johnson. Down goes Johnson. Uh, I'll go ahead and say my number two. Yeah, if that's cool. Uh, mine is uh, Phoenix calls heads. This is uh, this is one that really this was almost my number one. It was almost my number one. So let me break it down for you, all right? The Suns finished 16-66 and 66 in the 1968-1969 and 1969 season. So they were the last out of 14 NBA teams. So the second to last was the Milwaukee Bucks, and they finished 27-55. and 55. So the Suns were nine games worse than the Milwaukee Bucks. And back then, there was no NBA lottery. So the last two teams in each division coin flipped for the first pick. And what Jerry Colangelo did is he reached out to the Suns fan base and said, hey, what should we call? What should we call? When we flip this coin, you choose out there, fans. Now, they didn't have Twitter polls in 1968, but you know they did it through the, the newspaper, the Arizona Republic and the Phoenix Gazette, and Phoenix chose heads. So, of course, they called the coin flip, and, and you know Phoenix said heads, and it was tails. Okay, we lost. 
and I'm sure many of you know the story, but what we lost was one of the greatest players in all time history. The Suns got the number two pick, and they drafted Neil Walk, a center from Florida. The entirety of his career, zero all-star games, zero championships, zero all-NBA teams. The number one pick went to the Milwaukee Bucks. They drafted Lou Alcindor, a center from UCLA, who eventually became Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He won the Rookie of the Year. In his 20-year career, he went to 19 All-Star games, six NBA championships, one with the Bucks, uh, and then five with the Lakers. And he actually stated that later that he was disappointed in the draft concept because he wanted to play in L.A. or New York. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had, was an asshole, <laughs> and, yeah. and he had a big ego as well he should, the way that he played. Every reporter will tell you that, too. Yeah, and so he wanted to be in those big cities, and he got drafted by Milwaukee. So he yeah. went, and he played his first three years there, and he won a championship with them. They got Oscar Robinson the next year from the Royals, and they ended up uh, winning the championship. All NBA teams. He was on 10 NBA All-First teams, four NBA All-Second teams, five NBA All-Defensive First teams, six All-NBA Defensive Second teams. He was a six-time NBA MVP, a two-time NBA Finals MVP. Uh, again, he wouldn't stay in Phoenix long, probably for the same reason that he didn't stay in Milwaukee long. Yeah. But you know what? Milwaukee got a chip out of it, and the Suns uh-huh. didn't. Yep, exactly. So that's my number two. You know, we called heads as a city. Fate went the other way, tails, and they got the best center of all time out of it. And we got Neil Walk. Yeah. Good you, old Neil. You say he's the best center, but I feel like he's so overlooked because people always talk about like a top 20, top 30. Yeah. I never hear his name. Do you ever hear his name? I, yes and no. It depends. I feel like I never do anymore. It depends on where I'm hearing it from, you know, because the one thing that you hear a lot of is why don't more people do the hook shot like Kareem abdul yeah. did? It was so effective for 20 years. Exactly. No one does it. I think Diallo does now. I'm just joking. No. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's always an opportunity you know you, you take a look at, at the people who are the greatest in the NBA and you're like okay you know MJ's been emulated a million times and and anybody you know Magic Johnson and all, uh, right down the line no yeah. one emulates Kareem Abdul-Jabbar who's the greatest center of all time has the most points in NBA history like I just I, I feel like I don't it. hear his name a lot maybe I'm just listening to the wrong podcast yeah, I guess but, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like a lot of people take like Shaq over him or something but yeah just because Re- recency bias I yeah, guess yeah I think so so that's my number two that's a Phoenix good one, calls man. heads what is your number two that always pops into my mind too so good one uh, to make room for my number one, I actually have a two-parter kind of for what? my number two. Yeah, get ready for this one, boys and girls. So what if uh, Sean Marion wasn't traded and Amari stays for one more year in Phoenix? Okay. So, I mean, they happen basically You know this, a, this touches my heart Yeah. because so, I hated the fact that Sean Marion was traded. Because he is your favorite son ever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So Marion wanted out of Phoenix. He wasn't happy with... His role. His respect that he was getting around the league, his role. He de- he felt like he deserved to be on the de- the all defensive team like every year, which he always guarded like pretty much a number four, a big guy, uh, probably a couple inches bigger, a couple <laughs> twenty pounds heavier than him every night. So he wanted more respect, and he wanted out of Phoenix, and because he, yep. he didn't get it. Um, that's one thing that really drove me nuts about him is just he didn't fill his role for as long as I feel like he could have to help the Suns win a championship. He went to one all-star game that was before Steve Nash. He got three more with Steve Nash. Yeah. He was traded in the 07-08 season for Shaq. Mm. Of course, we lose the first round of the Spurs that year. Just 
a really weird year. I was kind of excited for Shaq because I was kind of getting sick of Marion and his complaining, and I knew it was like breaking up the team. So I was like, I kind of want something different, you know? And I was kind of excited for it. Didn't work out, of course. So could Marion just remain in his role, grab one more all-star appearance, or not even one more, just a couple more, because he, he had it in him, and I think Nash would have helped him get there. Um, they would have just won. This is my prediction. Him and Amari together, they would have won at least one or maybe even back-to-back championships. I feel like they had it in them, because that the first year, and Marion was on this title team with the Dallas Mavericks, where LeBron had the worst... <laughs> the worst playoffs i think it was just a championship but he got there fairly easy with the heat mm-hmm. but just broke down in the finals i'm like dude that could have been the suns and of course amari even said it too always in interviews like if he would have stayed for that year too they probably would have beat the mavericks amari too on the other hand he was a six-time all-star with steve nash five-time all nba uh one good year with the knicks after and i feel like he would have actually prolonged his career here in phoenix with their training staff, him and Marion. Marion just averaged 10 points per game every season after the Suns. And he got what he wanted. He got out. He got a championship. He wasn't, I feel like he got no respect at all after leaving Phoenix. No one even gave a shit about that dude. And, but he got a championship. I mean, good for him. But I feel like if we had that core of Steve Nash, Amari, and Marion just together, two or three more years, maybe one championship, maybe a back to back. Well, there was a lot of opportunity. I, I think it's a great what if because I wish obviously that Marion would have stayed because we had a run of success with him. And I know that the Suns, the Suns were always trying to beat the Spurs. So they felt by bringing Shaq in, he could shut down Duncan. They felt by trading Quentin Richardson to the Knicks and getting Kurt Thomas, they could shut down Duncan. Mm-hmm. They should have embraced their identity instead of trying to beat the Spurs yeah. that way. I feel like make you know get the Spurs to play your game. Marion, that, that team you're talking about that beat LeBron, in the, that was 2011. So that was like three or four years after this. So yeah, that, it's two years after he left. Yeah, so I mean, it's like if they had stayed together as a team, I feel like, I don't know if a championship would have been in the cards. It could have been. But definitely an appearance in the NBA Finals. You know, the one thing that I feel robbed about between the whole Nash, uh, Stoudemire, Marion era, we never made the finals. We never made the finals with that team. I know. But yeah. that's the thing. Like, if we make the finals, we're going to win. It was always the West. It was yeah, like, it was, if you get whoever wins between the Suns and Spurs, it happened three years, is going to yeah, win the finals. going to win the finals. That's the way it was. Spurs, Spurs, Spurs. <laughs> No, yeah, but that's the way it was. It's like whoever's going to win this series is going to win the finals. That's a good what if. And no, none of the East teams could beat the Suns. All right, so what's your what if number? Number like, three. So I made my way, or I made, oh, not number three. Number one, I made way for this dude. Uh, you are going to give me some shit on this one. Uh, what if the Suns chose Luka? But I'm going a different way for this. Oh, I'm come not. on. <laughs> I'm not saying they would be better, him and Booker. I already went over that. Like I'm gonna let you make your case. I already went over and I'm that. I'm gonna blow it up. <laughs> no, okay, so Josh Jackson. Would he be in the G League? Josh Jackson. Who knows? What okay. If? So if Josh we have Jackson. if we have if we have Luca last year, so for the first forty games he played great. Last forty, not so good, ran out of steam. Yeah. But Josh Jackson, he would have had a much better season than he had last year. Also, Kakashkov. Kakushkov, would he still be our coach yes. if we had Luka? Yeah, he would be. We would still have Coach K. He would have had Doncic. Would Booker be the favorite in Phoenix if we had Luka? Would you no. buy a Doncic jersey or a Booker jersey? 
Doncic. So <laughs> this is so stupid. So no, though. it's not. That's a what if. <laughs> it's I get I get the what if. But why? But All listen, right, so, listen. Really, one okay, more, I'll one let, more I'll, thing. I'll let you finish. The thing. So Booker. This comes around. I don't know if I mentioned it before. Is Booker the reason we didn't choose Doncic? Is he the one that signed the contract saying, "I'm going to sign this, but I need my guy in Aiton. Me and him can be Shaq and Kobe, but I can't have Doncic." Because I remember going to the first game the Suns played, or I'm sorry, the second game I, they played the Mavericks, and everyone waiting for Doncic's autograph. The whole tunnel was just covered. Suns and Mavericks fans. No one. I can see Booker on the other side. No one cared. That's the way it would have been if Luca was here. Booker did not want that. Booker wants to be the all-star here. He wants to be the superstar. And Booker probably would have made the all-star game with Luca, but Luca would always be the starter. So that's what would have happened. Okay. Allow me to retort? Nope. Okay. Okay, go ahead. So I don't care if Josh Jackson has an all-star year with Luka Doncic. It does not going to stop him from going to Miami and getting all fucked up at a festival. And it doesn't stop him from like giving drugs to his kid. That's why he's in the G League right now. It's because Maturity. he was a piece of shit with the team, so they traded him. And now he's in the G League. And as of the time that we are recording this podcast, he's doing really well in the G League. He has a good talent. He's a top five NBA he's- draft talent. He's got like 20 points a game and like 12 yeah, rebounds. Okay, Here's the other problem I got with this. Uh, get off Luca's dick. <laughs> Why? You love Luca so much. I do love Luca. But th- we're talking the 52 seasons of Suns history, and your number one what if is if we what if we drafted Luka Doncic? It's been yeah. less than 600 days since that occurred. Okay, as I look at the entire totality of this entire organization, yeah. you're telling me the number one thing you wonder, and it's just you got that recency but- biased. But also too, my future son's killer, Luka Doncic. Well, exactly. So you're, that's, you're, I that's know, what I'm hanging. I, I know you're just. So the thing is, like, too, you want to hear my number one? I, yeah, yeah. But hold on, my, my number so one. Hold like, on. <laughs> so yours probably makes more sense. Josh Jackson. Okay, I love this guy. I think he has a really great talent. But also, who else? Like, come on. There's so much shit that goes on outside of the actual game that's covered up. So Josh Jackson, of course, the festival thing. A lot of players get busted for shit. Of course, and, but they're but they're covered up. And um, maybe it gets out. It doesn't matter if the guy's oh, doing was the good. NBA against Josh Jackson. No, he plays but I'm for saying the Suns and this guy shitty? would have more of a better role if he had more of a better. So you're saying so like he would have he a is a higher role. profile as an NBA player because but I never he played next to Luca, so he's better. So therefore, it would be yeah. covered up. He, I didn't say he's going to be an all star. I said that he would probably still be on the team just because he would have more of his role. And Kelly Oubre probably wouldn't be on our team. I think what if we drafted Luca is something that we will talk about for a long, long time. But I don't think it's the number one what if. I mean, you could go, what if we drafted Giannis? I yeah. mean, what if? I mean, we could do that every draft too. But what, what if Gian- we drafted this guy? No one knew guy? about if- Giannis. No one knew that Giannis was Giannis. Well, no one knew, knew Luca was going to be Luca. Everyone and, and, knew and Luca still was to good. this point. We still don't know if Luke is going to continue to be who he's going to be. Oh, I know. The time we're recording sure. this, yeah, he's having a good season. But this guy, you know, he, he's a little top-heavy. Maybe he blows out one of his knees and he sucks the rest of his career. Yeah, but the way you he know? plays, he's not going to blow out anything. <sighs> but also, too, just really quick, he um, won Rookie of the Year. Everyone, dude, you can't say that. The I, what, I'm just saying it affected so many things, that coaching players I on did, the team. But it affected so much things in the last like two years. We don't know. There's no timeline of results of this. Okay. When I go to Joe Johnson, it's in 2005. Yeah, and it was no, one of the best chances. You know, when it happened, you're like, oh shit, well maybe we can come back next year and do it. So it wouldn't have been a what if. So it sounds uh, always you, just a what if. What if this happened, we would have won the championship. So Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. What what yeah. what if what could have got us to a championship? You know, if you look Luka at my Doncic. second one, they call heads. We get a championship <laughs> Luka, out of Luka it. Luca would get us okay? to a championship, but we don't know that yet. We I don't know if he's have. an NBA champion. Him and Booker would have been 
better than Clay Wouldn't, and stuff. I, I just I still think it's too early in the careers to say what if already. I do agree with what if, but not the number one in Suns history. Yeah, not in fifty two years. He of doesn't. This he doesn't play like. He's not like jumping in the air, dunking on fools. Like, dude, this guy plays low to the ground. He takes over the game. I get. Plan, Plan I'm not Luka. saying he's not a bad player. No, I, I think he's great. I think he's and then it's like we've said before, like we just we gotta get past Luca. We gotta go, okay, listen, DeAndre Ayton's our guy, that's who we drafted. I just I don't know. I just I can't I can't say the number one what well, if in Suns history past, we have is to something that happened like last summer. But why does it matter if it's last year or fifty years ago? We have to get past all this like the coin flip? Who gives a shit now? Yeah, but, but that's the whole purpose of this podcast. Yeah. Is to say what if because we have a history with when that coin flip happened. We have a history of of how we fucked up. I'm not saying you're wrong in time, but I'm saying to make it your number one right now is just a little a little premature. We 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 learned that Kareem Abdul Jabbar became Kareem Abdul Jabbar after watching it for 20 years. Maybe in 20 years, yeah, Luca what is our number one what Luca if? Luca is Luca. But I don't now. know how you could sit there and say 20 years from now this is our number one what if. If we are having this conversation 20 years from now, <laughs> it's gonna be you, okay. That and that's. Okay. Well, no, because it is. We won't. I mean, like, how? But you're does, so sure. It's like you don't know what's going to happen. But if we draft, maybe we win a championship with Aiden and Booker, and then maybe we get Eric Gordon or Aaron Gordon, whatever. If we're listening to and this, and when we future. do that, I will buy you a Luka Doncic jersey. But I'm just saying. So okay, so I don't understand why it matters if it's last year or 50 years ago. Why does it matter? Because it's a what if. Here, here's the here's the difference. Because you've seen the results, exactly. But I've already seen the, the results. results. I've you, seen this you've season. Seen, you've seen. I've seen twenty seen, games of Luka Doncic. Yeah, you've seen twenty games this year. Of That's Luka what Doncic. I want. I want Luka Doncic. <laughs> Are we going to go on every podcast? And, and what if you're Luka? Just gonna be like, Luka what if Luka, Luka, Luka invited me to party, or Booker invited me to go party? Who would you go party with? Neither of them. I'm going to go home and love my family. Oh yeah, good answer. <laughs> Jesus. All, All right. right. Do you have a number one? I do have a number one. Hold on. More about Luka Doncic. <laughs> <laughs> my number one. It's pretty simple because it happened, and then we didn't win a championship directly because of it. So it's it's not like oh, maybe in six years. From but now, who knows if we would have won a championship? Who knows? Maybe, if, you know what? Maybe another so, what so if would have happened. So, so here's my number one: the Paul Silas timeout. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know who Paul Silas is, Paul Silas is a guy who actually used to play for the Suns and ended up playing for the uh, Boston Celtics. And on a game that started in on Friday, June fourth, nineteen seventy six which is exactly six years prior to my lovely fiance being birthed into this world, the Suns played game five of the 1976 NBA Finals against the Boston Celtics at the Boston Garden. Uh, the series was tied 2-2, two to two, and much akin to typical Suns, they were trailing 34-14 in the first quarter. You know, they're all, we always get back down big for some reason. Uh, <laughs> and then at the end of the first half, it was 61-45. So go figure, Suns yeah. just losing like we always do. Uh, but the Suns, in typical fashion, fight back. It's one thing you got to give the Suns. They always fight back. And with three seconds left in the game, it was tied at 95. There was actually an inbound pass that was stolen, and Paul Silas, who played for the Celtics, got the ball, and he turned right to the ref, and he called timeout. You know, he wanted, there was three seconds left. He wanted that timeout so the uh, Boston could have a chance to inbound the ball and try to make that game winning shot. There was one problem. It was like Chris Weber. Boston didn't have any timeouts. Mm-hmm. And, but they didn't grant him that timeout. And if you watch the video footage, he looks, he's, look, he's three feet from the ref. Timeout right in his face. The ref's like looking at him and he puts his hand up, but they call the, the game's over. They don't call the timeout. So yeah. what happens? John McLeod, who was the coach at the time, said we would have put Paul Westfall on the line, and Paul Westfall was killing it. He was he was an eighty three percent career free throw shooter, 
So who knows if he would have made that? What if, you know? Yeah. But instead, the game went to overtime. And it became, you know, what is dubbed the greatest game ever played. For those of you who don't know your son's history, it went to overtime. It went it went to double overtime. And actually, at the end of double overtime, the Boston fans thought that they had won. Now, you got to think about this. Oh this, this was a late game awesome. in Boston. This is the 70s. It's funny when you watch the highlights because, like, <laughs> yeah. the tables, like, the scores table is, like, a table that, like, I put in my backyard it's during like our thanksgiving table right now. yeah like our table right <laughs> yeah. now so yeah. i put it in my backyard for thanksgiving so like my family can eat on it yeah. that's like the scores tables so uh celtics hit a shot there's one set or two seconds left on the clock but the fans don't think that they think that havlicek just hit a game winner so they rush the court like there was a <laughs> yeah. lot of fa- you know these fans are drunk they've been drinking all day leading up to this game it's late at night the, there was actually some bad calls kind of in that in that second overtime, you know, some offensive calls. So, like, the fans start, like, beating the shit out of the refs. I have poor refs, but it's the funniest thing. Because we didn't know this till like, two years ago. Yeah, I was watching we the highlights. I was like, oh, my God. We finally got extended version yeah. of these freaking dudes getting beat the shit out of them. Yeah, so he's like, you know, fans are going up and he's like, Sir. and they're like, oh, my yeah. God, he's punching the ref. You know, and it's <laughs> yeah. like, so finally, uh, orders put back in place. Uh, the Suns are down one at this point, And Paul Westfall calls a timeout. And he calls the timeout knowing that they don't have any timeouts, kind of like Silas did. Although Silas unknowingly called timeout, Westfall did it knowing that the Celtics would have to shoot a uh, technical free throw, but it would advance the ball to midcourt. And then that's what happened. They hit the free throw. The ball gets advanced to midcourt. They throw the ball in. Gar Hurd hits, you know, the shot heard around the world where he hits a turnaround jumper, sends it to third overtime. What's that? That would have never happened either. Exactly, with the Paul, Paul Silas timeout. So... And then Boston outscores Phoenix uh, 16 to 14 in that final overtime wins 128 to 126. And the what if there is if he had called timeout and they granted that timeout, because he did call timeout, it's like there's no doubt about that. It's one of the most controversial plays in NBA history. If he had called that timeout and they granted it to him, the Suns hit that free throw and win that game. They're up 3 2, head back to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. We have a chance right there to win the championship How many times right there. Is that going to happen? 3 2, heading back to Phoenix. Yeah. We have a chance. Yeah. Because of one stupid play. Yeah. Because of one stupid play. Why Paul can't we Silas. come out the other side? I, one of these years we will, you know? You think so? Yeah. After uh, Aiden beats Doncic, like a f- fucking redheaded stepchild. <laughs> God, you and Doncic. <laughs> You love this guy so much. That doesn't even make any sense. Everyone loves Doncic. You love Doncic? I I love watching him play. I respect the guy, yeah. but I don't think that he is the number one what if in Suns history. Hell yeah, you he might is. be right one day, and that's why you like doing these podcasts. Planet it's like, Luca. It, like it's on record. Like, hey, man, listen to no. episode 18 of the Solar Report. I told you. I'm only right 90% of the time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just, you know, well, <laughs> fans, I'm afraid to have you let us know what you think on this one. Uh, thank you for your support of the full of the podcast. You know, hit us up on Instagram, same handle. Look us up on our Facebook page. Uh, we appreciate it, Matthew. You don't get to go home and love your family with Luka Doncic. Why? Uh, I'm gonna go home and love my family. All right, I'll just go home and stay in the corner. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night, everybody.